microphone was on and thought maybe you would whisper that last little line along with me as well. That's our theme song. I love that song. Uh, it, it speaks to what we are trying to be about here uh, in this daily discipleship, as I've been calling it, and uh, it, living in him. living. He's the way, he's the truth, he's the life, and so we try to live in him uh, as he has called us to do. So anyway, good morning to you. Uh, this is a, kind of another free-flowing kind of day, another free-flowing kind of week um, in that I have not been working through a particular uh, book of the Bible as I most often do. However, there are seasons where I step aside from that and, and deal with some topical things. Just been thinking about things that uh, 
Jesus would say to his disciples or to his listeners. And yesterday we talked about the uh, the seven woes pronounced to the scribes and the Pharisees, and the challenge was for us to not be religious people, but to be spiritual people. And there is a difference. Uh, now, sometimes spiritual people can be irreligious people, and that isn't good, but sometimes religious people can be unspiritual people. They go through the motions of religious practice, but they miss the heart of it. They miss uh, the connection with God in the midst of all of it. So you know, we want to make sure that first and foremost, we are saying to our souls, soul, love God. We are saying to our souls, soul, draw near to God. That that needs to be the first and foremost thing that we do in our lives uh, because that is, that, that is what is necessary for us in, in our spiritual lives to be able to draw close to God. So uh, again, today I'm not going to take us through a particular passage. I, I've got something on my mind that I want to uh, kind of help us think through, perhaps even help myself think through a little bit, decision-making. How do we make decisions? You know, we, we have all kinds of decisions, and sometimes we limit ourselves in our decisions. Sometimes we... Um, you know, you get out the tablet and you do the the proverbial, you know, the, the, the pros and the cons. You draw a line down through the middle. Here's the pro, here's the con, all those types of things that we might do uh, in trying to make a decision. And, and, and I, I think that is helpful in in making decisions. And, you know, some of you may have decisions that you're trying to make. And what direction do you go? Uh those types of things. So uh, in, in thinking about this, I mean, what does the Bible say about making decisions? I, I will tell you that that uh, I'm thinking about this because I have large decisions, and uh, Wendy and I have large decisions. And, you know, so, Lord, what what ought we to do? And uh, what would what would delight you and what would be your will? And, and for the Christian, uh, I I think that should be a foremost consideration. Uh, Lord, what do you want? Uh, not just, uh, oh, what do I want? Not just, uh, you know, what what do the pros and cons say? Because sometimes God might lead us to do something that uh, there are more cons than pros to, uh, at least in our perception. And um, so how do you decide? And I mean, it can be large decisions or it can be not as large decisions. I mean, it can be decisions about, um, you know, where do we go on vacation? That can be a decision. Or uh, do I engage in this in this business decision? Or where do I work? Or where do I go to school? Or when do I retire? Or any number of these things. And for the follower of Christ. I would want to suggest to you that that we would be asking our asking the Lord the question, Lord, what do you want? What would please you? And uh, so, I, I there's a one passage in particular that most people would point to when it comes time to make decisions. And and I wonder if any of you might guess what that passage might be. Uh, I have not put it on the screen yet. I will take you there. We're gonna. 
work our way down through this uh, passage to to consider, you know, what decisions might you have that you're trying to make, and uh, what do you what do you need to do uh, in regard to some decision that you make? Can anyone, before I take you to the passage, can anyone suggest? a scripture passage that that is a prominent scripture passage that you might direct somebody to when they are trying to make a decision. I'm going to pause. I'm going to wait just to see what you might add. I would ask your prayers though, as, as we, you know, as we make decisions uh, that uh, have ramifications uh, long into the future. And so just do pray. Uh, is we're doing that just I, I want to be forthright. I mean, some of we some of you know about things like buying houses and things of that nature or starting uh, supplemental ministries. Uh, um, you know, and a lot of it has to do with with age of life at this point in time and uh, the the this point in time, this age in life is just, you know, my clock is ticking, and I know that, and I have to make sure that things are taken care of for my wife. and I can't run like I did when I was 30, 40, or 50 years of age. Uh, things, uh, I have to make decisions differently. And so uh, that all factors in. But you have decisions. Maybe you have decisions about some of you have, uh, some of you have a uh, uh, decisions about retirement. Some of you are, are getting into that age. Uh, some of you, uh, decisions about your business, decisions about family decisions, uh, you know, take, caring for older parents and things of that nature. We need direction. So uh, some good uh, feedback, some good input here. Uh, John 3.16 was said, which I would say that is definitely a salvific salvation passage that we need to go to. Uh, absolutely, no doubt about it. Uh, for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I mean, that that deals with the issue of salvation, most certainly. Walter Huss from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, uh, has come up with, with the passage that I am going to point us to, at least one of the passages, and we'll See how long we stay at this this morning. But but the book of Proverbs, the third chapter, verses 5 and 6. I mean, this is, if you're writing things down uh, and, and have a little notebook for yourself, this is one of these passages that, that the Christian needs to know. Uh, you know, you could say, we need to hold, know the whole Bible. Well, okay, yeah, yeah, that, that's the ideal, yeah, absolutely. But the reality is, there are just key passages that, that should be known passages in the life of the believer. And, and Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6 are a couple of those verses as relates to making decisions. I'm going to pick up at verse 1, though, and we'll work our way down through. My son or my daughter, um, my child, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart. Now, this would be like Solomon instructing a child, one of his children, says, for my commands, they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. Now, if we think of these commands as being God's commands for us, 
if we keep God's commands in our heart and do the things God's way, they will prolong our life many years and bring us prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. So what do we put around our, our lives? Let love and faithfulness never leave you. What are the markers of our lives? Are our lives marked by by love? Are our lives marked by faithfulness uh, to the Lord? Is that a reality? Is that is that what marks our life? Uh, do people see love in us? Do we have love for God? Do we have love for others? Uh, faithfulness, the idea of being faithful to God and faithful to others and faithful in our walk. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. And he, he speaks about binding them, binding them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. The idea of wear them like a necklace. Put them right around your neck so that they're right there hanging near your heart. And then he says, write them on the tablet of your heart, that we would have love written on our hearts, that we would have faithfulness written on our hearts. If we do these things, he says in verse 4, then you will win favor and a good name in sight of God and man. Now, sometimes we can we get wrapped up in, I want to have a good name good name in front of, of men. Well, you know, I, as a preacher, I've had to make decisions about things that that might not allow me in this day and age to have a, a favorable outlook, a favorable view, or even a good name in the sight of some men because I've had to draw some lines. I've had to delineate some things in in my teaching, in and and think about my own convictions about things. Yes, I would tell you it'd be far easier sometimes to go along with culture and, and and keep things generally about God, and generally about the Bible. Uh, but I want to be specifically about God and specifically about the Bible, and and align myself with God and align myself with the Bible and. And that might mean that I will not have a favorable view or a good, I was just thinking about this this morning, a good name in the sight of, of some people because of statements that I have necessarily had to make in the last several months because scripture makes these statements and uh, we can try to temper them, we can try to change them, we can try to make them fit and, and, and be all cozy and warm and fuzzy but the fact is, the Bible says what the Bible says, and it, it, what, some of what the Bible has to say is right now definitively, it definitively goes against culture. It cuts against the grain. It's swimming upstream against culture. And, uh, but nonetheless, we are called to be faithful to the things of God. We are called to love. Now, I I might uh, have take a position about some things that are are not so uh, popular, but that doesn't mean I need to be unloving toward people. Uh, there are people that 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 I, I would hug them, I would look at them, I would laugh with them, I would smile with them, I would pray with them, I would pray for them, but I would also, if it came down to the conversation about it, I would also say, but God doesn't agree with your lifestyle. So I, I, can, I can be loving and you can be loving toward people you can be faithful to the word of God and not have to be cruel and mean and bullyish or 
self-righteous or any of those things toward people. All this came out of verse 4. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God. And man, here's the question. The question is, do we first want to have a good name in the sight of God? I, I, I think that that is the primary question. Do we want to have a good name in the sight of God? That 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 is that is the larger question. Now let's get to the the the, the topic at hand: decision making. Verse five says, "Trust in the Lord with some of your heart. Uh, don't only lean on your own understanding. In some of your ways, acknowledge Him, and He'll make your path straight." Did you detect any error in how I just quoted that verse? If you're looking at it, I would hope that you would say, yep, you misquoted it there, bucko, because I did. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. You know, there might be things right now going on in your world, things going on in your life that just don't make sense. There might be things that seem to collide that don't make sense. Um, you you might look at these considerations over here and say, well, this seems to be the, the type of decision I need to make. You might look at these considerations and say, this is the decision I need to make. What do I do? And sometimes what do we do is, is, is we'll, we'll put it out there and say, Lord, you just have to lead me because I don't know. I don't know what I should do in this circumstance. So what do we do? We trust in the Lord. We come before the Lord. We wait. We wait upon the Lord. Uh, some of the things that, that I'm trying to make decisions about now, it's like, you know, I within me, it's like I want to pull the trigger. I want to make the decision. I want to, and there are, there are many things. So don't try to uh, guess what those things might be. There are just many things, and I've, I've you know, talked about some of them, um, but there, there are lots of different things. Um, Related to uh, just yesterday, I, I uh, made the decision not only myself, but there's a couple courses I was going to teach this fall, and one I'm not going to teach, and then enough students signed up. And the second one, uh, I said, you know, if there's a, because this other professor, we're dropping one of his classes. Maybe he would be willing to teach this other course, this New Testament course. It was a decision uh, that I, I I made. Why? Because it's such a busy fall, and if if he ends up saying, I want to teach this course, praise God. That frees me up for some of the other things that, that are uh, uh, on the radar screen now that maybe weren't a few months ago or last May. Uh, and um, if he says no, well, then that's the answer. I'm supposed to teach that course. We've put it out there. How do we know? You uh, look at the busyness of life. We look at you know. I look at the resources that are needed to do all the things that I think God is calling calling me to do, and and how to make sure those resources are there to do those things. Trust in the Lord, though. What's the necessity? I want to pull the trigger. I want to make decisions. Um, you want to pull the trigger. You want to make decisions. But sometimes, what the Lord is just telling you, just wait, wait and pray. Wait and pray, and God will give you clarity. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Sometimes as we sit there and look at the, and I know this is maybe as clear as mud, 
But as we sit there and we look at our tablet and we look at our, look at our, I don't have pros and cons on here. Uh, I have a list of books on here. But if if this were my tablet and if I had, you know, that line down the middle, here's the pro, here's the con, you know, the straight logic might be, well, there are more pros than cons. So, yeah, make that decision. But you might have the sense that, Lord, I am not sure about this decision. Um, or there might be more cons than pros. And yet your heart is saying, and, and you have inside, well, I still need to make this decision, even though there's a lot of cons here, I, I need to go this direction. This is where we pause, we wait, we trust in the Lord. We say, Lord, I'm trusting in you. I, I, you know, I, I, I want you to make the decision. And yes, there are time frames, there are clocks, there are things that, you know, and sometimes we think, well, if I don't make the decision, I'm going to miss the opportunity. Well, if it's God's will, will you miss the opportunity? That's the question. Uh, you might not miss the opportunity if it's God's will. Uh, and even as I'm saying this, I'm thinking about some of the decision-making that Wendy and I are trying to do and and, and determine God's will in, in the circumstance. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. That, that's the first thing. We need to come and say, God, I'm just trusting in you. And it says, lean not unto your own understanding. Now, I'm, I'm going to take us to some other verses here uh, as well. But then it says, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. The idea of, of in all your ways, acknowledge him. He'll make your path straight. Um, yes, to acknowledge him, to look to him, to trust in him. Uh, to say, Lord, make it clear. Uh, I have a friend that said that for 20 years or so, this this was his verse because he wasn't sure what direction to go in, in a particular larger-than-life type circumstance. In fact, it was longer than 20 years, probably 9 to 30 years. Uh, and he just he kept claiming this verse for 30 years. And you think, oh, wait, it's a long time. Well, yeah, it was a major, 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 and did I say major-type decision? Uh, but then the decision was made, and, and uh, now he's in a place of the greatest peace he's ever known. So to trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge him. He will make your paths straight. A passage every Christian needs to know. This passage right here, uh, looking to the Lord, um, asking him to make your path straight, acknowledging him. So as you're making this, the decisions, go to this verse. Trust in him. Lean not in your understanding. Uh, in your ways, acknowledge him. Allow him to make your path straight. Hey, grab that cup of coffee real fast. I need a little sip, a little, little dry here. We can have a little, a little fellowship that way. Some of what Jesus would do from time to time is Jesus would slip away. Let me put up a verse uh, it is in the book of Luke, chapter 5. And Jesus had a very busy ministry. Just, just want to say, his ministry was an incredibly busy ministry. I mean, he was healing people, cleansing people. People were wanting what he had. There was the constant draw on him. And sometimes you find your life in the same place where there is that constant draw uh, on your life. And it's like, um, 
I just, I don't have enough to give here. So what do we do? This is Jesus' model. Luke 5.16, Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. This is the necessity to get away to these places like Jesus did where we can pray. Uh, He would take his disciples to places. Um, And he would model for them how to get away Matthew chapter 26. Now, I I think this passage I'm going to take you to uh, is a passage that uh, is toward the end, about the time Jesus is about to be betrayed. And it tells us in verse 36, Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. He said to them, sit here while I go over there to pray. Now, there were there were other times, there were other occasions when Jesus would take the disciples and they would get in a boat and slip away and go uh, to, to other places needing to unplug from it all. And sometimes they would try to unplug from it all. And what would happen would be that the crowds would follow them and would find them. But but Jesus did try to model for his disciples getting away to pray. That might be where you are uh, in your life. And uh, I, I can tell you that that is, I, I'm feeling that sense of, of, I just need to unplug a little bit here and uh, be able to pray. And we, we press on and work and work and work and work and work. And, and sometimes we need to unplug from it so we can have some clarity How do you make decisions? Number one, you trust God. You, you, in all your ways, acknowledge him. You seek his face. Number two, you pray. You come before God in prayer and say, God, I I need your direction. I need your wisdom. Uh, The book of James promises to us this, that if we lack wisdom, we should ask of God. Let me take us to... uh, The book of James, chapter 1, says, If any of you lacks wisdom, verse 5, If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, uh, and it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like the wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. So, to pray for wisdom, God give wisdom, He, he tells us, You should ask God. Ask God for wisdom. So you're making decisions. You need to make some decision. What do you do? And all your ways acknowledge him. You you trust God. You ask God for wisdom. What else can we do? We we pray. We get before God and we wait. I mean, that is not something that that we are so uh, inclined toward is, is waiting before God. I mean, we're... We're more inclined to press on, to press forward, to to press ahead. But we are told to wait. Upon the Lord. 
Um, what does this mean? To wait on the Lord, the idea to hope, to anticipate, to trust, to have faith in, to have patience with, to be humble before, to keep the commandments, to endure, uh, to wait on the Lord in that way. Uh, let me let me give you some verses. Romans 12, 2 is a verse. Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Psalm 27, 14. Wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Um, those are a few verses. Let me give you a few other verses. How about Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31? They who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall walk and not be weary. They shall, uh, I'm sorry, they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Uh, Psalm 27, verses 13 and 14. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord and the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. How about this? Lamentations chapter 3, verse 25. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 18. Therefore, the Lord waits to be gracious to you, and therefore he exalts himself to show mercy to you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are those who wait on the Lord. Psalm 130, verses 5 and 6. I wait for the Lord, my soul awaits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchman for the morning, more than watchman for the morning. And, and it repeats that phrase. And the idea of the watchman is the person that's up on a tower watching out over the distant lands to see if there's anybody that's going to come and to attack or something of that nature. So the watchman on the wall, even more than being uh, vigilant about uh, watching for an attacking enemy, attacking army, it's like I'm watching to see what God will do. Psalm 33, verses 20 and 22. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield, for our heart is glad in him because we trust in his holy name. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us even as we hope in you. Psalm 37, verse 34. There are so many verses I can share with you. Wait for the Lord and keep his way, and he will exalt you to inherit the land. You will look on the you will look on when the wicked are cut off. Psalm 62, verse 5. For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is in him. For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is in him. Psalm 37, verse 7. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself 
over the one who prospers in his way and over the man who carries out his evil desires. So many more verses that, that we could put up here. Um, so what do we do? We wait on the Lord. What else do we do when we're trying to make decisions? Well, here are some verses. Let me put a few of these up for you to consider. Uh, saw, uh, Proverbs chapter 19. Proverbs 19 and verse 20. We need to seek counsel. We need to seek advice. It says, listen to advice and accept instruction. In the end, you will be wise. Getting the advice. Now, I, I had someone yesterday that came to give me advice, and I have to decide, do I do I listen to the advice that was given? I, I think it was good advice. I think it was wise advice. I think it was, you know, but I, I have to ask the question, is it advice that I should heed? Um, but to go and get uh, some advice. Uh Proverbs chapter 11, verse 14, says this. Uh, let me put this up so you can see it. For lack of guidance, a nation falls, but many advisors make victory sure. The idea of getting advice. Uh, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15 uh, says this about getting advice. Here it is. The way of a fool seems right to him, but a wise man listens to advice. Uh, Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 6. Uh, in fact, I'll begin at verse 5. A wise man has great power, and a man of knowledge increases strength. So grow in wisdom, grow in knowledge. For waging war, you need guidance, and for uh, and for victory, many advisors get get many advisors. Uh, Proverbs, I think I already did eleven. Uh, Proverbs eleven verse fourteen, where there is no guidance, a people falls, but in the abundance of counselors, there is safety. Um. Proverbs 13.10, by insolence comes nothing but strife, but with those who take advice is wisdom. Seeking out advice, I think you get the point. I mean, sometimes we're trying to make a decision, what do we do? We, we, we get advice, we need to turn, and it even says a multitude of counselors to, to get a bunch of people who would, would come and say, okay, and you, and don't. Here's one of the dangers. Sometimes we can go to people who tell us what we want to hear. But are we willing to go to people who will maybe tell us something we don't want to hear? How do we make decisions? Well, first is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trusting in the Lord all of our hearts and all our ways, acknowledging him and allowing him to make our path straight. Not leaning on our own understanding. I left that part out. How do we make decisions? We pray. How do we make decisions? We, we wait before God. Uh, how do we make decisions? Um, we we get counsel from people. Uh, 
And, and one of the final pieces of decision-making, I think, is peace in our hearts. We need to have peace in our hearts about the decision that we're about to make. Now, it's a peace that God gives. It isn't a, a convoluted, self-created uh, self, uh, peace. It, it is an honest peace that comes from God. You've, you've prayed, you've waited, you've sought counsel, and God gives you peace. I had a decision one time. I made everything lined up. I, I looked at the scriptures. That's another piece I, I failed to mention is, is seeking the scriptures. Uh, I prayed. I got counsel. I looked at the pros and cons, all these things. Everything lined up. But the final piece was the peace of God. I did not have peace at all about the decision that, that we were on the precipice of making. And so I backed out of it. And I said, uh, and this was, I don't know, 20 years ago, 20, 25 years ago. Yeah, probably 25 years ago at least. And uh, within within months, it became clear why I made the decision to back out of the decision that Wendy and I were, were making. It, it, it involved a move, and uh, everything looked good. It's like, oh, we'd love to go and serve in that church with those people and the philosophy of ministry, the resources, the, the community. Everything was awesome, was wonderful, but we just didn't have peace, so we didn't go. That's something you have to look at, too, and say, God, give me peace about the decision that I'm trying to make here. Hopefully, friends, this has been helpful to you. Hopefully, in the midst of you needing to make some decisions in your own life, you have been uh, directed, you've been instructed. I've given you some things to think about, uh, some biblical instruction here, waiting on God trusting in God, looking at the scriptures, looking at biblical principles, getting counsel from others, waiting on God. I said that before. I'll say it again. Uh, maybe taking some time. And Walter threw out here the idea of a fleece. And uh, uh, sometimes you know, some sometimes people say, well, we shouldn't throw fleeces before God. Well, sometimes you're just like, Lord, I, I, I just don't know. I, I need you to give me some, some sign. Like Gideon did back in Judges, I don't know, was it six, seven, somewhere back in, in the book of Judges, where um, where Gideon was the uh, was the judge, and he put a fleece out before the Lord. And one day he said, "Lord, if this is really your will, then when I put this this piece of fleece on the ground, then let dew fall all around it, but not on the fleece." And that's exactly what happened. And he said, "Well, I want to make sure, Lord, so." This time, let let the fleece be wet, but the ground be dry. And so twice he put a fleece out, and twice God answered because God knew that Gideon needed to have that confirmation. And I think sometimes we can do the same thing. We can put a fleece out before God and say, God, make it clear. So anyway, friends, uh, decision-making, uh, wanting to do what God wants us to do, looking to God to, to help us do the things that, that he wants us to do, that that should be our prayer, looking to him for his guidance. So, Lord, I pray for, for my friends. Uh, there are different ones maybe trying to make some decisions. I know we are. I pray that this would be helpful to, to a number of people. Uh, it might regard moves. It right, might regard retirements. It might, regard, it might be in regards to um, working with an individual. It might be in regards to a ministry. It might be in, Lord, wherever we need to have your, your wisdom, would you grant your wisdom and give us guidance in the things that we're trying to, to not only determine for ourselves, but we're asking, Lord, what is your will?
We stop before you and ask you to give us your guidance in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, friends, to wrap for this week, I will see you later. Have a great day, everyone.